Abun de Boschmaya Nitkadashma Te Te Malkuta Nehwe Sebiana Aikana de Boschmaya Af Baraha Hablan Lachma De Sunkanan Yaumana Washbuklan Haubain Waktahain Ai Kanadaf Khan Shpokan Habain Ula Dahlan Nesiuna Ela Batsan Min Bisha Amen. Our one absolute eternal being of which we are born forth from the realm of the all and the only. I am empty within the awe of your presence and the purity of your name. Empower my creative beingness through your expansion from the ever-present realm as I realize our strength and virtue as one. On the manifest earth as in the unmanifest realm, Provide the nourishment of your insight and realization through me and in every present moment. Release my hidden past as I cancel my past concerns with others. Do not let me lose my true self in forgetfulness, but wholly release me from the errors of my perception. For thy realm is the absolute, the all, and the only and our strength of virtue and magnificence. From cosmic gathering to cosmic gathering, from age to age, may these be the rooted earth from which all of my actions flow. Amen. Holy Spirit within me, living in wholeness, moving in joy and love, I surrender to your will. Bring the radiance of your light into my heart and mind. Merge with me to manifest your will upon the earth. Make me a conduit of your infinite knowledge. Amen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's StarCast featuring RJ. Hello, everyone. Hope you're well. RJ, would you like to introduce yourself? For those that don't know me, um, my name is RJ, and I am a holistic health coach, and I practice health from an ancient Chinese tradition, um, the Maoshan Taoist tradition, which encompasses the three realms of life which is healing, spirituality, and the martial arts. Um, so I work with people to bring balance in their lives in basically all areas. <laughs> yeah. RJ and I first met over astrology. <laughs> That's kind of how we got here. <laughs> That's kind of how we ended up on this podcast. Um, <clears throat> we're recovering from a cold. Uh, we went to, um, uh, a party <laughs> this last weekend and 
our son transmitted <laughs> a wonderful self-healing practice to yeah, us. One of our one of our friends' uh, sons had a big old snotty nose going at the party, and I was just like, "Oh no!" So please excuse the, uh, the coughs and sniffles that you might hear here. Um, we're actually doing much better than before. <laughs> yeah, we knocked we knocked it out pretty good with mm-hmm. all of our um, many many ways of healing we were we were only like really really sick for like a day like it started with a scratchy throat and then the next day it was like our bodies went into full battle mode to get rid of this you know the cold bug yeah can you imagine that with a toddler yeah he's a champ though he does he does really good he's he's pretty tough yeah he just doesn't want to stay inside so anyway, uh, here we are showing up for this star cast. Um, and my intention for these star casts is really to look at the energy surrounding the new moon and the full moon. Of course, um, in this in this week, I'm going to expand a little bit and talk about some of the celestial shifts that have happened. Um, for those of you who are new here, RJ and I practice true sky astrology. Um, We practice astrology from the lens of the constellations, um, a.k.a. where things are in real time. So if you went outside, looked up into the sky, and let's pretend it's nighttime, um, you would be able to see where things are in the constellations, of course, based on what is rising at night. So... This new moon actually happens on Monday the 13th at 1.27 a.m. Um, so if you happen to be awake, <laughs> you can go out and see it. <laughs> um, if not, then, I mean, of course, you really won't be able to see it. It's below no. the horizon. Yeah, it'll but... <laughs> be below the horizon. <laughs> but you can still go out and be in the celestial frequencies. I was just thinking you'd be able to see Jupiter out there. Yeah, if you had a telescope or, you know, the app on the phone, if you pull the the Skyview app up and, you know, it even shows where the the planets are on the other side of the Earth. Like, it, it, you know, it shows you where they're at based on the, based on astronomy. Um, So, yeah, I hope that, I hope that makes it clear. <clears throat> for, for the people who are new to like alchemical astrology <clears throat> yes and um of course you know as you continue listening to us every two weeks um you'll begin to recognize how this practice builds upon itself um, because astrology is not an isolated event astrology is the practice of being aware of the constant shifts and changes in the celestial weather and the study of patterns really yeah it goes into um electromagnetic fields um (laughs) you know proton streams if you think about it like people are kind of aware how solar flares affect earth um and not all solar flares are earth facing 
So, say if uh, a coronal mass ejection, uh, an M-class flare or an X-class flare hits, say, Jupiter, Saturn, or Mars, um, it's going to therefore affect the energetic field of those planets, which then reverberates out and those the subtle energies that emit from the planets um, once they hit earth that's how it has an effect on all life forms on earth um, of course the sun is the most well known of having the, the greatest effect on on earth because it keeps everything alive in in a state of balance um, <laughs> So yeah, I've I've been thinking about that a lot lately of how how the sun the the proton streams um come in and affect it on an even subtler sub, subtler level than just like <laughs> where they're placed at and like the uh, position of a a trine or a square or what have you. Um I follow the I follow the solar weather pretty uh, pretty much daily, um, so I hope I can make that make sense to you as we move on in the future. And you use Ben Davis's software, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this independent astronomer that I follow. He has a channel called Suspicious Observers, and basically he developed an app on the phone. It's called the uh, Disaster Prediction App, and it has a really cool interface, but it's it's a subscription, and it has all the data from the X or the um, solar flares, the proton streams, the whether the stream coming from the sun hitting earth is a positive or a negative polarity and it changes, you know, throughout the days and, and, uh, usually it changes every few days or a week or so. Um, the speed, uh, all that good stuff. So it's a bunch of data and then it has earthquake data because the, <laughs> the electromagnetic field of the sun of the sun and the the um, proton streams or the uh, the coronal hole if there's a if there's a hole in the sun uh, you could see it on the, uh, the the satellite view that also affects the earth and they're finding that the sun the sun has an effect on earthquakes and they're seeing that eventually they're going to have a, a way to predict earthquakes based on solar activity and the state of the electromagnetic field of yeah, Earth. Yeah, which is really crazy because for so long we've been told that earthquakes are, you know, solely like an Earth event. Um, right. And we're coming to discover that the sun is like really the catalyst for most of the issues that or i shouldn't call them issues but the dynamics that play out mm -hmm, on earth yeah chief golden light eagle used to say that um the sun is our supercomputer 
and <laughs> the more that we study the sun, the more like I can wrap my brain around how, you know, the sun is constantly programming us like a massive supercomputer. Yeah. So if you get into the the spiritual component of the sun, I believe uh, these the electromagnetic waves and uh, flares, if you will contain information from from the divine from the from the heavenly realm Mm -hmm. um so it's it's encoding all of the the cells in our body and the mitochondria actually are one of the ancient uh components of our body they're actually a, a type of bacteria which is interesting People have a like a negative fear. view, like bacteria <laughs> bad, and they're only like now yeah, starting to come on. Feeds life, right? They're only st- like people are starting to come on to like oh probiotics and stuff. It's good bacteria, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, the Olipop sodas are like you know we love them, but they're like you know these so they have prebiotics, which is you know uh-huh. what probiotics feed on the first time i was like rj what's a prebiotic <laughs> yeah like you want you want the hardcore prebiotic or oh you... god okay <laughs> let's get back to the topic here um, <laughs> i do want to just say that uh you know a lot of our indigenous cultures believed that our souls came from the sun um and even in our reiki lineage we're taught that you know we align with the sun because we did come through the sun and the sun is like our um portal to the divine like RJ's saying now that's why I kind of find it really funny when people compare the sun to our ego um because the sun I don't believe that the sun rules that at all um in fact I think that the sun in our birth chart and also as it rotates around reveals to us the conscious awareness that we are capable of at all times um and that's of course like my big uh tiff if you will or qualm with tropical astrology is like if you don't know where things are in the constellation do you really know who you are and sure your tropical chart can apply to you Um, But I found that my heart has really activated and awakened by studying my alchemical or constellation chart. So it creates a whole shift in in consciousness. So because you're downloading, you're downloading your uh, your original soul's blueprint. For sure, uh, it's pretty epic. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into it. Strap in. We can we can also hook you guys up with a reading, uh, with for with alchemical reading. Oh if yes, whoever's of interested. My twenty twenty four year ahead readings are now open, and of course I have a little sale going on. If you want to use the code early bird, you'll save thirty three dollars on that. But I'll remind you at the end. Um, so the let's are we ready to get into let's it? Let's start with like. <laughs> This major conjunction right here. Oh my goodness. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> There's this... a couple things we have to talk about. Alright, well, let's so, hear it. So, Saturn went direct. Yes, thank God. That's, <laughs> that's like the light at the end of the tunnel. That was it. That was a serious one. 
I feel. So, Saturn went direct. Yeah. The sun has entered Libra. And Venus has entered Virgo. So, these are some celestial shifts that we've experienced in the last week or so. Um, Saturn went direct on the 4th. Um, like RJ said, this has kind of been a long, um, a long time coming, but Saturn spends about a third. Yeah, um, three to four months out of the year. Yeah, in retrograde. So, um, Saturn, you know, this is not uncommon for Saturn to be retrograde for a long period of time, which brings us into a deep level of introspection. Yeah. Um, this is an opportunity for us to really, oh, well, I mean, it's over now, but, um, in the last, I, it's been four months, I think, yeah. Um, I wrote the dates down, but I don't have my notes out. Um, so sorry. But, oh, of course, it went, uh, retrograde on my birthday, May 24th. Uh, I remember that because I was. That's a significant, I, uh, I, personal transit there. <laughs> Whew, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> yeah, it was part of my birthday story. Yeah. So, um, I'm pretty sure that's when it went, uh, went retrograde this year because I think I saw that and I was like what my solar return chart has a Saturn retrograde so anyway um Saturn has gone direct and this is a really powerful time for us to begin moving forward of course anytime a planet stations there's a kind of like um a holding period if you will before they start moving forward um so right now we're kind of in the it's that still point yeah when does hot become cold Mm -hmm. you know when does up become down (laughs) it's that still point where every planet has when does yin become yang yeah so this is a really powerful time for us just to begin um really like reflecting on what we learned this summer Whatever we went through this summer was really illuminating the karma and the um, just kind of like the situations and the scenarios that we are ready to, I want to say smash. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's like it's part of that like cleaning of the, the higher mind, mm-hmm. you know, like we all have we all have like connection to what our soul really desires to do some more than others but that i think that saturn really ultimately on a on a uh higher self level really teaches us some serious lessons um on how to overcome most of the times it's uh it's the fear complex the victim complex um, you know, I also, I've learned, I learned a lot through these last few months, um, on how to better myself, you know, it's like a, it's like a period to conquer your weaknesses. And I also think that, you know, Saturn really does a good job at revealing to us what free will looks like when it comes to following our soul. Um, you know, we often think about Saturn as the limiter, 
but I don't believe that's true. I actually think that when you have Saturn in your corner, Saturn reveals to you the ability to constantly choose based on your soul desires. So when things aren't necessarily going in the way that is most appropriate for your soul, um, situations and scenarios begin to come up and, uh, you know, kind of block your path or create obstacles in order for you to re-navigate yourself. And most of us will experience this most prime, like most uh, powerfully around our Saturn returns. So, you know, our Saturn return either gives us an opportunity to align deeply with the soul knowing and prepare the next 30 years um, through looking at our soul or it begins to um, cause problems because you're not listening to your soul and you've now stopped yourself. So with Saturn Direct, this is a really powerful time for us to consider what are the ways that we have been overriding our soul knowing and are we going to answer the call now? Because if we are, all systems are a go. It's time for us to, you know, take the motion and take the steps and begin laying out the path of what we're doing. Yeah, I think it uh, it teaches us that inner discipline. For sure. Like, you know, we get caught in our uh, our uh, our programming, our habits, mm-hmm. our daily routine. You know, it's so easy to get, you know, just in the autopilot mode and then we have those higher aspirations of what we want to achieve in life and how we can move the needle in the right direction so saturn teaches us how to discipline ourselves so i think it's a value it's a benefit and not like a oh saturn is restricting and constricting (laughs) us well i you know saturn's in it for the long game So if you are looking for, you know, quick manifestations, please go work with Jupiter. Saturn's in it for your children. Like Saturn's in it for the generational effect. Saturn doesn't play around with, are you going to be okay tomorrow? Saturn plays around with the legacy that you're carrying. Um, And so when we're working with Saturn, when we have a really strong Saturnian signature, there is an emphasis on the legacy that we're building and the um, the generational impacts we're creating, which I think is, uh, you know, really profound when we think about what we're actually doing. Many of us don't stop to consider, you know, um, the end game. Or if we do, it's something like, okay, well, this is our plan, and when I retire, I'm going to do this. Yeah. But what about, like, the legacy that you're building? What about, like, what are you giving your children, you know? Anyway, I don't want to go down this whole rabbit hole um, because there's so much that we could talk about here. But ultimately, um, I want to just... the first new moon with Saturn being direct for <laughs> yes. quite a while. Yes, for good, sure. It's a good thing. Um, it's, time to, it's time to get to the grindstone, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make, and that's... Make it happen. That's ultimately, you know, what I'm really feeling is like, okay, so any well, any projects that you might have put on hold over the summer, it's now time to revisit them. It's now time to begin um, working out the details and uh, preparing what it is that um, you're, 
you know, you're going to do with them and choosing if they're worth your time or not. So that's, that's part one to our, (laughs) our, um, the moon cast, (laughs) the star cast, the moon cast. Uh, so yeah, so we have, um, we have Libra or sun, sun and moon and Libra for this new moon. And Mars, they're all conjunct. Yes. So what I find most fascinating about this lunation is that we actually have a lot of planets that are in debilitating positions. The sun is in Libra, Mars is in Libra, and Venus is in Virgo. All of these planets are not the best position for them. What about Mercury and Scorpio? Um, is that kind of just neutral? It's pretty neutral, yeah. I would say. Uh, so the sun it can, is considered fall in, or it is... In detriment or whatever. Yeah, in Libra, and so does Mars. So is, Mars is also considered that. And then Venus, of course, is also considered uh, in detriment in Virgo. Um, and this this is... Uh, created this way because uh, the sun and Mars are, of course, in power in Aries, and Venus is in power in Pisces, or exalted in Pisces. So I find this lunation to be really fascinating, um, because a lot of our major players are actually in a debilitating position. Except for Saturn. <laughs> Ridiculous. That crown, that crown chakra, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Don't underestimate. <laughs> so, um, with the sun in Libra, oh goodness, what do we even say about the sun in Libra, the sun, moon in Libra? <laughs> As I, know, I feel it, I feel it's, it's kind of good, um, you know, um, uh, it's an air sign and... Libra, Libra seems to me like everything like starts to, I don't know why, but I just want to say it like starts to come together. Mm, That's probably because it's like balance and, um, you know, like the, it's basically like cosmic justice. Yeah. In the Egyptian pantheon, Libra would be attributed to Ma'at. Um, and so I think about that often, uh, because of course, Ma'at, right, is the overseer of harmony, and, uh, she creates order when there is chaos. Um, and I don't want you to think about chaos in a negative way, but basically like a disorganization. And I think maybe that's kind of something that the sun really struggles with in a way because like the consciousness is so related to everything that organizing itself can feel like quite the monumental task (laughs) yeah yeah I feel like the emotional level is uh I don't know it seemed like it was pretty intense there for a little bit I feel I feel like people are starting to learn the lessons um and now is like the implementation phase of of whatever trying to create 
like for us we're we've been working on this cabin for a while and just like trudging uh, <laughs> it's like well the whole the footing and the the subfloor the floor joists and all that were in rough shape so they had to be all replaced before we could really build out the inside so and this was all during that you know saturn saturn retrograde so like we had this plan and you know this structure like oh we were gonna a building structure and a and a plan structured Mm -hmm. plan of how we're gonna do this and it just like life happens and we had to go you know travel for work and you know it's just a lot's been going on and now we're like in a position of where Oh, it like finally res- feels real. <laughs> yeah, the resources are, as far as, like, the building materials are kind of coming together and buttoning things up and, um, you know, starting to organize stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and... Prepare. Like, prepare and get stuff ready for, for winter. Uh, you know, got to get back on chopping the firewood. <laughs> you know, get the wood stove going again um but it happens you know different for everyone so that's just our experience with it uh and with mars there it's just like uh, i think it's just like a boost of energy because i feel like like i feel like a boost of inspiration and motivation and uh like a vision you know Mm. and i'm i'm not like you know like losing sleep because I'm so excited about it and all this but I'm also not like oh yeah here we go my hopes and dreams are gonna get shattered again I'm just like all right let's do this you know yeah and if if you know something happens that you know changes the plan and we we gotta adapt and adjust and do whatever it's all right we'll we'll make it happen we're provided for um by you know the heavenly creator mm-hmm. you know we're all you know don't the birds and the bees always get fed they're taken care of and everything everything keeps moving so in short rj's saying that libra is a cardinal sign i'm just kidding totally <laughs> so cardinal is basically when actions start right so this is um, the motion of going forward and uh, the alchemical signature of air is action so this is when inspiration becomes emotion Uh, and so you know the sun and the moon and mars here are all igniting you igniting this internal action to get organized to bring yourself together um, to consider, you know, what it is that you're actually doing, uh, to create balance in this. And of course, with Mars here, it can feel really big. Um, and I want to just pause and say that, uh, you know, the new moon is a time where our energy could be low. This is a collective moment where energetically, um, the energy is, uh, just, it can feel, like, really hard to be there, (laughs) 
And I want to just say, if you're not experiencing this right on the new moon, that's totally fine. You're going to begin to feel this as the moon begins to grow in strength. But with Mars here, I really feel like it's going to bring some energy that might not have been here last year or yeah, even Jupiter's, last new moon. Jupiter's in Aries too, so it's, you know. Right. They're playing off each other. Right, so... Um, I feel like the there's new... going to be some people who are going to be, like, completely exhausted, and other people are going to be like, what are you talking about? I'm just, I'm, nah. like, doing it. I'm here, I'm slaying it. Yeah, it's basically our toddler. Season today. <laughs> You're basically going to be a toddler. I'm just kidding. I'm actually always, like, honored to, to, like, look at a toddler and think, how do you have this much energy? But... Of course, I think that's because, you know, I don't I feel like the Mars return does something to them. Anyway. Yeah. Also, they have a lot of uh, essence. Yeah. It would be gene, you know, they have, you know, everything is just new and exciting and it keeps you motivated Wee! and energized. You know? Yeah. So, you know, RJ brought in Jupiter because Jupiter is opposing the sun and moon um, constellation wise. Uh constellation wise it might not look that way or excuse me like um on in the astro database it might not look that way but jupiter is closer in opposition to the sun and moon and uranus is actually closer in opposition to mars so this new moon is going to be highly charged um and this can be negative or positive excuse me i have to sneeze Okay, so, um, you know, with Mars and Jupiter here, so let's break this down a little bit because, uh... It can get spicy. Mar, yeah, Mars and Uranus, um... I feel like on a global scale, like, with all the people are so charged right now, it could, it can get, it can get messy, so, you know, just... For all the people here, I hope you're doing the work, and I hope you're at peace. Don't fall, don't fall into the trap of like the fear, the fear stuff out there on the, on the internet or the TV. Yeah, because uh, Mars and Uranus really actually creates like this popping off. So this could be, you know, heightened. I mean, we're already seeing heightened global panic and fear and anger and all of that stuff. But um, with Mars and Uranus in opposition to each other, we could see a lot more volatility. And I want to bring this to light just because um, it can be as simple as you having road rage. Yeah. Um or it could be as complex as you burning down your relationship or, you know, something like that. I'm just giving examples here because uh, Mars and Uranus kind of uh, play off of each other. And I would consider them to be instigators with each other. So people with Mars, Uranus signatures, especially clients that I've worked with in the past, I've had to really support them on their nervous system. Um, because they're often in a place of fight or flight. Um, they, and of course, usually it's fight. <laughs> That's usually their go-to method is like, you know, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> 
And I mean that with total love because that's just kind of like what their nervous system is attuned to, protecting themselves, defending themselves, uh, staying in um, a state of uh, keeping themselves um, together and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to say... Centered, calm, cool, and collected. Well, no, not at all. Um, (laughs) I'm thinking like they're... I'm thinking about, like, the defense, like, they're trying to keep themselves, uh, protected or, um, respected, maybe. Anyway, the word's not really coming to my head, but either way, uh, this new moon could be revealing the parts of ourselves that are really highly actively charged and asking for us to look at them. Um, and I could really identify this within myself recently, uh, a couple days ago, I, well, yesterday at the time of this recording, it would have been a couple days ago. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it will have been a couple days, but, um, I had like a, <laughs> I had a day of mental breakdown where I was just witnessing where I'm at capacity, um, and how I can empty things out so that I'm not at capacity, that I can expand my threshold um, for life. And I think that that's a really good reflection as to what this new moon is really inviting us into, um, because it's going to reveal where uh, we're at our tipping points. Yeah, what we need to do to bring balance, mm-hmm. you know? And with, you know, Jupiter opposing sun and moon, right? So, like... And, you know, air and fire, the mm-hmm. ele- if you want to get into the elemental right. aspect of... <sighs> yeah, air and fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, if you have an intention for this new moon, excellent time for it. Like, this is probably one of the most powerful new moons that we can actually work with on an alchemical and magical way. Um, because Jupiter is expanding that intention. Whatever whatever you're bringing into this new moon, please know that the cosmos are listening to you and it's going to set off um, a myriad of different revelations and awakenings and initiations and timelines and ripples that journey all the way out into the cosmos. I love that. <laughs> I'm so glad. It's legit, though, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's why it's so important to, you know, keep doing the work. Stay stay in that state of joy and love and uh, that kindness. And I... Understand people. I appreciate you saying that so much. And I also want to reiterate that sometimes we have to meet our edges, um, in order to really understand how to create that type of emotional no environment for us. It gives us. a contrast. Um, <laughs> sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. No, sorry, I was just saying it gives, it, gives, uh, it gives life contrast, you know, when things are tough and we're having challenges and, you know, winter kicks in and it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, dang, you you realize, oh, we want this and we want to do that and let's create this that way. And, you know, it's because you have a challenging situation and, uh, you know, it's easy to get frustrated and irritated and, and, uh, all bent out of shape, which 
you know, not to say that it's unjust, you know, or, you know, it's, I, I find myself getting frustrated and irritated at times with projects and stuff going on and, you know, just bouncing back. That's the key thing is being able to bounce back. Yeah, and also, you know, if if this is like a long-standing pattern, then I implore you to excavate what are, um, you know, what are you receiving from this pattern? Uh, Because that's kind of like, as I was having my casual mental breakdown about my limited capacity, I was really asking myself, like, what do I receive from only being able to hold this much and it really illuminated the um the deep-rooted subconscious uh patterns and paradigms and beliefs that are actually perpetrating the mental state that I had held in that moment and briefly go in and out of throughout time. So, you know, I want to encourage you at this new moon to really consider what states of being are you in and what, you know, what do you receive from being in them? Um, Because, of course, we, we can excavate so much within ourselves as we explore these alchemical signatures and we have um i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you we have uh venus the ruler of this new moon trying pluto so i think that it's an excellent time to excavate an excellent time to consider you know what is the underlying reason for my current state of being what what is driving me to the state of homeostasis that I'm in and I'm I'm using those words very specifically because even a state of disorganization or chaos within the self so we'll use my mental breakdown as an example and when I say mental breakdown, it was really just me crying and recognizing that I was at capacity. But um, it was like me and my toddler crying together about yeah. how sad we were in this moment. Um, Having cold symptoms and all that. Like, <laughs> yeah, boom, it was boom, just boom. like he wouldn't keep his socks on and then he was crying because his feet were cold. And I was crying because he wouldn't, he, you know, it's just a whole myriad of things. Yeah, anyway. he was trying to be productive. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the point the point of this is that, you know, part of that state was my homeostasis for a long time, for many years actually. And um, baseline. Mm-hmm, Not necessarily yeah. homo homeostasis. Yeah, I'm but using baseline. Yeah, I'm trying to use that word, you know, to like explain kind of the Venus signature. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's actually appropriate because so many people you know, get used to, um, pain or dysfunction and accept that as it is, you know, that's, that's something that I hear a lot. Um, yeah, that's a a tough one to re, to rewire. Yeah. I hear, you know, when I work with people, um, I just worked with a woman not too long ago and, uh, you know, she was like, Oh, 
well, you know, pain is my normal, I just got used to it, and that that is like quote-unquote her homeostasis, but that doesn't actually mean that it's good, right? Yeah, it's like a shadow homeostasis. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Crazy. So, you know, it's Venus, to think about. Venus begins to reveal to us where our harmony is, what we are... Um, accepting as our value system and if we believe that we're subject to a life of pain and that's our normal then that's our normal but what if we begin to even peek into the other side where something else exists like I don't know pleasure like what if pleasure actually exists what if you actually don't have to be in a dysfunctional relationship I think that's the positive side of the Venus and and Virgo. Right. And the trine to Pluto. And the trine to Pluto. As the ruler. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of those patterns that people get stuck in is subconscious. You right. Know? And it, uh, it becomes the electrical circuitry in the body mm-hmm. that runs through the nervous, in the nervous system. Like the baseline frequency. Yeah. It, it controls, you know, the, the, you know, the mind, the beliefs, the thoughts, and then it becomes you you have the body needs less voltage to run those um chronic thought patterns mm-hmm. and beliefs and therefore the nervous system so breaking that that uh pattern and rewiring the neural circuitry actually takes more voltage at first, but it gets easier as you go on. That's why it's um, important to stay committed and consistent Saturn. with with your pra- with your practice. <laughs> and uh, exactly, that's that's Saturn going direct. So with uh, with this Venus signature, um, you might find that you like have a realization, like you you may need like help with someone who has uh, a skill level and bringing about maybe maybe it's on the home front um you want your house to look better or function better or be organized um or your body you want your body to look better to function better to be organized or the mind um etc etc so uh this is like a a gate if you will, that that we can uh, choose to walk through, um, and just get closer and closer to those goals that we've had set. Um, kind of like the beginning of the year. Um, you know, this is like that the pre the pre Saturn retrograde, and now it's first new moon with uh it being direct so yeah it's like we're walking through a a proverbial gate or a a metaphorical gate and this new moon is trying saturn yeah exactly so like i said you know the intentions that we're walking into this new moon with are going to create a long-term effect Whatever intention that we choose to begin to enact at this time is going to be something that reveals itself continuously over time. This is another reason why I highly suggest having 
um, an intention journal, a new moon journal, um, because of course, you know, where we are setting into motion this cosmic um, activation at all time. And of course, you can start intentions at any time, but if you're choosing to work with the celestial energies, then you can begin to reveal how these um, frequencies really uh, bring shift and change into your life. So, um, you know, this, this, this time is just so powerful for your own internal awakening. And we also still have Pallas Athene on the South Node. So again, a lot of themes of, um, pattern, pattern recognition, recognition, um, the opportunity to reveal, uh, just the similar similar themes that might have been playing out throughout your life, and also since it's working with the South Node, this can be um, multi-dimensional. You could realize that you're playing out patterns from other lifetimes and other times and spaces, and uh, you're beginning to flesh out uh, kind of the overarching energetics that have impacted you for a long time yeah like I feel like there's a level of like making it right is also mm-hmm. with that north node and palace Athene. it's like south node or the south node sorry mm-hmm. it's like making all the the connecting all the dots of where we've been to where we are now. Right. And like, okay, what do we need to do to make it right? Right. You know? mm-hmm. That's that's a big signature going. And I think that's right also now. another theme that's connected to Venus Pluto because Venus Pluto, Sun Moon, trying <laughs> Saturn, you know, and then also the Pluto trying Uranus, you know, mm-hmm. revolutionizing, you know, all of our lives. It's just what's going down. Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like um, Venus in Virgo is really bringing us into the state of introspection that our soul... Um, deeply needs in order to understand that's the reason why I believe that Venus excuse me Venus Venus and Virgo is really debilitated is because there's a a side to Virgo that can be quite critical Um, it can be it can play kind of like the martyr Um, of course in a similar way as Pisces but that's kind of like you know the one who um, it's like the negative aspect of the martyr, like, okay, I've done all this for you, and now you don't show anything to me, and therefore I'm going to unleash my wrath on you, uh, and so that's kind of the harsh aspect to Venus and Virgo, but what that really invites us into is the ability to understand, uh, where we can optimize ourselves, And if we know how to curb this insatiable desire to constantly fix, heal, um, shift, 
uh, and learn how to become deeply present and uh, observational of where we are, then Venus begins to reveal to us the superpower of the places that we are of service, that we are, you know, um, giving ourselves to this state of, how do I say, um, it's uh, like cooperation and, yeah, like, like it, yeah, teamwork to make the dream work, baby, (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, you know, Virgo really wants to, um, Virgo really wants to bring, oh my goodness, how do I, why are words escaping me? So I feel like Virgo can be so hard for me to explain sometimes, yeah, but. It's down to earth, it's like that, that flowy, like, uh, you know, you, you see those people that are just, you just, you just go around and it's like, oh, you just feel good around for you know for some weird reason just like i feel like virgo really is of service to the planet in a very physical way yeah um and so they carry this energy of like well i have the answers so don't worry about it um and that's very similar to pisces except pisces is like don't worry i have downloaded the answers from the cosmic uh galactic center and virgo's like I have I, I have analyzed I, all this these I, dots and therefore calculated. Yeah, and that. I also have an herb for that. Exactly. <laughs> have you taken any Angelica recently? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like the frequency of Virgo to me. It's like they always have a solution for something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And so I feel like, you know, sometimes that incessant need is like, you know, the, the desire to fix, um, perfect, uh, just, um, there's like little room for allowing it to be as it is. And that's kind of the shadow of Venus because Venus is, I I feel like Venus in its optimal space really wants to enjoy what is in front of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, all the images I feel like we have of Venus are where she's, you know, eating something or being pleasured or really enraptured in the moment. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like Mercury really kind of takes her away from that because it's like, have you thought about this? And have you thought about that? And are you thinking about this? Yeah, there's ways that they work together well, too. Of course, but... We have some really beautiful cars and... (laughs) <laughs> really cool technology that gets us connected in very creative ways to, you know, like, I don't know, build your home or organize things or create, like, you know, you have Pinterest and you go like, just go on there and boom, there's all kinds of creative little crafty Have you ever things. even been on Pinterest? Me? Yeah. <laughs> For surprised. sure. It's been a while, but you get some ideas on there. No just doubt. when I send you recipes from Pinterest to save later. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I do leather work and, uh, you know, stuff like that. I yeah. get ide- or ideas for different, uh, you know, a sigil or, or, you know, runes or whatever. Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, 
you know, Venus, Venus and Virgo is just, you know, as the ruler, I feel like, I feel like it's just such a powerful time to really do this excavation of, um, what we've been holding deep inside of us and all the ways we might even escape the present moment. So, uh, we're getting a little, a little bit of time here. Is there any final, if you could give a piece of advice for this new moon, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. We, I mean, we kind of covered my main advice, but. <laughs> if yeah. there's one takeaway, what takeaway would we, would we put on this new moon? One takeaway. Well, I would say. Sit in a state of meditation, get your mind clear, and really shift on what what is fueling your life to achieve and embody your soul's purpose and on the other hand take a look at all the challenges and all the things that went wrong and let them go and extract the wisdom that that you gained from from all those uh circumstances instances people places things mm-hmm. um so yeah you could really get clear that's a good practice uh there's a meditation that that i do that i would love to share if anyone's interested that uh, goes through that it's uh it's actually called pulling out the pain meditation and it's it's a real powerful one uh so that's that's what i would suggest beautiful yeah, and I would uh, like to add to that to take action, to choose an actionable step that's not going to overwhelm you moving forward. So even yeah. if it's just like committing to writing, you know, one piece of your story or putting yourself out there at least once a week or, you know, uh, choosing to buy the domain and create yeah. the business or just just taking choosing an actionable step or steps that won't cause you to run away from them that's beautiful that's the cherry on top Mm, because that's what that's what's going to make it all come together Mm. you know Mm -hmm. you have the thought right and then take action you know right and really don't be afraid to excavate yourself and to choose actions that scare you um you have the capacity to meet your edges and then go a little bit farther and know that stepping outside of your comfort zone is going to be part of the medicine of choosing to build the legacy yeah look um, look at it this way so what alexis is saying here just to take the action and step out of your comfort zone this is this is what's going to bring you closer 
the, this is what's going to like bring joy to your soul. Mm-hmm. So taking action despite the fear because this the fear may be there a little bit, you know, nervousness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but that's 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 pretty much normal for everybody. <laughs> so it's you got to take action despite the fear or nervousness because i can i guarantee you once you start doing it if it's something that you know for sure and you've contemplated and come to the realization this is gonna bring me so much joy this is what my soul is gonna do this is my destiny if you take action despite fear you're gonna just you're gonna and be like, why didn't I do that sooner? Mm-hmm. This is great. You know, you're just floating and your whole, you can mm-hmm. feel your energy field and it's great. Right. And I just want to say that um, don't wait for the right time. Don't wait for the but world. That's the excuse. Of, <laughs> yeah. That's the fear back there and the nervousness. Oh, this is it. <clears throat> and I'm really, I'm really saying that because of the current historic, like the current context of our world. There, we cannot wait until there is peace, there is world peace, or you know this or that. I want to encourage you to take the steps, no matter what is happening, because you are the change that is being initiated on this planet you choosing to take your steps is going to send out a ripple. And I say that with so much love um, because, you know, it can be hard. It can be hard for us to believe that it's okay for us to take up space when the world seems like it's on fire. Um, And I want to hold you in this sacredness and remind you that your medicine is needed no matter what is happening around you. Please take the action yeah so many people out there you know want to make change in the world and they're like you know they may be like out protesting or they're out like trying to you know change other people and like thinking that's gonna you know i'm you know i'm out or on the social media like arguing with people and trying to change their mind it's like you know what you know lao tzu he he teaches is you know to work with work within the self and conquer the self uh that is the ultimate way to bring about peace harmony balance all that all that stuff you know now will teach us exactly what we need to do in order to hold the world on fire and create the the you know the wetness that will because it's like the candle. Mm-hmm. You light the next candle, and then the next candle, and then you're still lighting candles, but that candle goes off light another. It's like, it's well, a whole new neural network. I was trying to network. not light things on fire. <laughs> I was trying to... Well, a candle is a contained... <laughs> it's contained... I'm talking about your soul here. <laughs> you know, not a literal candle. But I know, I Your know. soul. Just teasing people you. Will, people will feel that joy come off of you, and subconsciously you'll find... I found this... You know, when I started doing Qigong and doing uh, Shen Gong and all that, like, people would, like, actually, like, start talking to me, having conversations. Like, the other, I was at my seminar, and uh, 
I went to this sushi bar and the chef was just like chatting it up with me. I was like, okay, what's up, man? And he just telling stories back and forth and it, it was great. You know, so when you do what's in alignment with, with your soul, uh, people feel that. So carry that light in your soul mm. and share it. Beautiful. And hold whatever you need to hold in your heart going forward and just really keeping yourself in this space of transformation, love, healing, awakening, and overcoming. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Uh, if you have found this on Substack, please follow Substack. And of course, we meet or we upload a new episode every two weeks um, with the new moon and the full moon. And of course, I am offering now my 2024 year ahead readings, which I will put in the show notes. So um, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you listening and tuning in and until we meet next time. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed the information and it makes your life better. Mm. Amen. Bye, everyone. Farewell. <laughs>